you know, playing games or just doing something unexpected. You know, I hear so much people who are like, hey, how do we make our meetings more effective? And you're always doing the same thing and it's not effective. So try something different. It changes the mood. It changes the energy. It helps people think in different ways. I really think just just playing a game or bringing some type of creative thought exercise or into the regular uh, pattern of what a team does is, is my hack. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Alex Sukman of Barometer XP. Alex, super excited to have you on the show. I'm really excited to be back and hanging out with you. Yes, excited to have you back on. Alex is a former guest on the show, episode number 66 of our RMCO podcast. And I'm super excited to hear about all the awesome things that she's working on. So Alex is a woman on a mission to transform workplaces from the inside out, starting with building human-centered and resilient team cultures. Her goal is to help teams be the change they want to see in the world. As CEO and co-founder of Barometer XP, Alex creates and facilitates play-based experiences that help individuals and teams explore self-awareness, make meaningful meaningful, and sustainable culture changes. Alex, excited again to have you on the show, my friend. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I'm ready. Let's make it happen then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit and hear a little bit more on how you got started, what you're working on, what I call your CEO story. Yeah. So um, as you know, because we've known each other for a good number of years now, I was doing uh, process improvement and organizational development work with nonprofits and small businesses that were in the service and mission-driven spaces, uh, really trying to accomplish big things within their community. And what happens a lot, you know, we both live in the D.C. area. You have a lot of smart people here who want to change the world, whether it's healthcare or climate or education. Very big picture people um, with, with really big hearts and great ideas. But the workplaces are very chaotic. They're very reactive. There's not a lot of attention to systems, not a lot of processes, not a lot of training on how to do things. It's just sort of run as fast as you can on the treadmill, hope you don't burn out. And then people burn out and there's turnover and, and that's it. So I was doing the work trying to, to build up that infrastructure. But what I noticed that I was spending a lot of time on, that the hardest part of any type of change project was dealing with the people stuff. Um, you know, we get very set in our ways. We're, we're busy. There's so much information coming at us. We fall back on our lizard brain a lot of the time and our on autopilot and how we reacted and fall back on our habits. And once you're an adult, you don't have that many opportunities to check in and say, huh, is the way that I communicate or are my thought patterns or behavior patterns actually serving me? Are they actually uh, helping me professionally? Are they getting to the conversations that I need to have with my colleagues? The answer, some rhetorical question, is often no. And yeah, you know, when you're working with a bunch of people, that's like, you know, let's say you're on a team of five people, those are five different communication styles, five different ways of problem solving, five different personal and professional histories that are brought to the table. 
and it's complicated. It takes it takes a little while to get to know each other and navigate that. So initially, I wanted some activities that I could do with my consulting clients to start those conversations. So rather than me saying, Gresham is so annoying, he is always hassling me to get these data reports to him, and he doesn't understand that I have all these other things on my plate, and I'm so busy. When I'm not pausing to think about, oh, maybe these reports are really integral to you doing your job, and you can't move on to, to complete your individual goal without them. But there's not really the space to have those conversations. So initially, it was just how do you break down uh, those barriers and assumptions? And once I started playing around, pardon the pun, for with, with using games to break through some of those communications, uh, it ended up turning from a, a, you know, an idea to a side project to a full business using games and experiential play, experiential learning to to help people get to know each other better and understand their own role and where they fit on the team and hopefully create more compassionate compassionate and ultimately you know productive and effective workplaces. Yes, I absolutely love that. I love the organic nature. It sounds like everything kind of came out of where you saw that there was a gap in an opportunity and you um, started to just kind of, I'm going to use a pun too, play around and see like what would work or what wouldn't work to, to kind of make sure those things happen. And I, I, the thing that I like about it is that I really um, always say that we forget about the human aspect of business. And it sounds like the work that you do kind of really nails that. It's not just like, why aren't those reports that I was supposed to do getting done and getting over to where they need to be, it starts to really drill down deeper and deeper and deeper to understand about the communication, the workspace, the space, and just so many different moving parts that sometimes it's harder to, um, I guess, tackle or maybe even talk about at the very least. Yeah. And I think, I think it's by design, although not necessarily intentional, the modern workplace came out of the industrial revolution, you know, assembly lines, where when you're manufacturing something, it's okay to have, you know, part A goes in part B and then part C gets added on. And that's still the model of the workplace, even now when it's much more information and service driven economy that requires people to talk to each other and people to think creatively and people to understand information in different ways or solving really complex problems. But there's not a whole lot of time in the workday um, or space given to really talk about things. It's sort of expected that I will send you a Slack message and you will understand perfectly whatever I need and we never need to talk about it. And you know, how much can you produce in an X amount of time? Um, and we're, you know, we're humans, we're social animals. We don't work that way. We we like to collaborate, we like to be part of something bigger, we like to to have ideas and solve problems together. And I think workplaces fundamentally need to change to make more space for that. Yeah, absolutely. Not only do they need to change, they are changing whether we're paying yeah. attention you know, to it or not. And where a lot of times I think that you know speaks to the great resignation and just so many things that are happening in a workplace where people are sometimes craving those interactions, that purpose, just so many of those things that it sounds like, you know, when the work that you do, you're able to kind of, you know, um, you know, help at least create that space so those conversations are happening, which is so vital for um the team as much as the leadership and also the employees that are within it. So I wanted to um, drill down a little bit more. I know we touched on a little bit on how it, how you're serving clients, how you're working. Could you take us through a little bit more on what that looks like, how you're making an impact for the clients you work with? Yeah, most of the clients that we are directly working with are other consultants or facilitators or trainers who work with teams. So whether they're in the organizational development space, whether they do 
disk assessments or predictive index or our, our leading retreats. We like to provide games as a tool that they can use in their tool belt to help not just teach new concepts, but build that bridge between teaching new information and having it be implemented as habit. Um, we, uh, we are prideful beings. We don't like to make mistakes. We don't like to do new things or we're not automatically good at it. I'm, I'm totally guilty of that myself. And there, you don't have an opportunity to, to play around with trial and error in the workplace. If you make a mistake, there's real consequences, whether it's the quality of the work or the relationships with your colleagues or you know, how you look to your supervisor. And you need that intermediate space. So um, we, are, we are providing these games and teaching people how to facilitate games as tools to make that implementation leap of how do you get comfortable trying something new? How do you practice it? How do you see how other people practice it? How do you get to know people in different ways? Um, so, so that's the bulk of our work, but we also, I lead retreats. I do speaking. Um, I do lunch and learns for teams that just want to have something fun and do something different. Um, for a lot of teams that have either gone full remote or hybrid and just need new ways to connect, um, all of our games can be done virtually. And so if people are all over and they never really have that chance to walk by in the hallway and have a casual conversation, game sessions are a really good way to remind everyone that we're all humans. We all have a lot of talents and ideas and that you don't necessarily see just on the surface level and in the tasks. So it's another way to spend time together. Yeah, absolutely. So would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce? The thing you feel kind of sets either you, the organization apart and makes it unique is it your ability to kind of see how um, it sounds like play doesn't become something that you check off a box. It becomes something that's embedded and integrated in everything that you can do. Do you think that's part of your secret sauce? Yeah, and it's not so much play, but but culture is not something that you just talk about once and expect it's always going to be there. The, the dynamics of a group are always changing. New people are coming in or, you know, the, the a team expands or the focus changes and having time to, to spend together and, and analyze, hey, is the way that we're communicating still working for us? You know, are there new strengths in the group that we aren't leveraging and how do we how do we understand those? And play is just a great way to, you know, if you think of farming and like you till the soil, to like bring the nutrients that are sort of hidden below up to the surface. So I think playing, you know, synchronously people at the same time doing the same thing and having that shared experience and then reflecting on it together is just a really good way to, to bring new nutrients up into the surface and whether that's ideas or talents. So I think that's, that's the secret sauce that, that we do is just encouraging people to spend time together on something other than work and to be very mindful about it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I'm gonna go back to the same thing and say, you know, playing games or just doing something unexpected. Um, you know, I hear so much people were like, hey, how do we make our meetings more effective? And you're always doing the same thing and it's not effective. So try something different. And, you know, whether it's starting with a question like what's your favorite game experience or even playing something like, you know, 20 questions, you know, those games you would play on a car ride to pass the time. It changes the mood. It changes the energy. It helps people think in different ways. So 
I, I really think just, just playing a game or bringing some type of creative thought exercise or creative exercise um, into, into the regular uh, pattern of what a team does is, is my hack. Appreciate that. And, and so I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. And you might have already touched on this, was a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. Um, I like to say it's something you might tell your favorite client, or if you have to do a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Oh my goodness. I think it would just be something along the lines of, of self-awareness. If there's things that you don't like in the workplace, you have to see how you're contributing to it. It's not necessarily meaning that you put this in place so you're doing something wrong, but what are the patterns that you're buying into that, that perpetuate that? Um, and I look back to, to my earlier self earlier in my career where I knew something wasn't quite right, but I didn't want to ask a question or I didn't want to suggest something different because I was scared of what would it be like to do something differently. Um, and I, I think I would have been a lot happier. I think people would have gotten a lot more stuff done. I think I could have changed the workplace culture if I had spoken up. So I think just notice what's going on around you. And, and if you see something and you recognize that maybe you can be a change agent or, or maybe you're somehow uh, perpetuating the things in the culture that you don't think are great, uh, just just go for it. Be open to try new things and, and explore and be curious. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call my absolute favorite question, which is the the what does it mean to be a CEO? And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So what, what does being a CEO mean to you, Alex? What is CEO? That's a great question. I knew it was coming and I still feel like, huh, what does it mean? <laughs> for me, it's it's inspiring people. It's doing something in a new way. There's millions and millions of businesses out there and they all you know we're all trying to make a change in the world that we believe in in new ways and and so to me it's having a vision and being very intentional about it and uh hoping that you can inspire the people who are working with you yeah, I think that so in lines with, you know, everything that you're doing, of course, but also the things that we have been talked about in the nugget is just realizing that you have that opportunity to be, you know, an inspiration to to create that domino effect, to to be the change. And, and you know, what I loved about the nugget that you talked about is often when we think about being the change, we're always kind of, we can't be pointing fingers the other way. Um, and I realize that there's three fingers pointing back at us. And, and sometimes it's what can we do to kind of create that change? What can we do to to be that inspiration and, and motivate people and do whatever we need to do because we have more at our fingertips and sometimes we think that we do. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Alex, truly appreciate that definition and of course, appreciate your time even more. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can check out our website, which is barometerxp.com. My email is alex, A-L-E-X, at barometerxp.com. We have a whole catalog of games on our websites with the instructions on how to play it. So if you want something new to do with your team, um, you know, it's right now, it's all free. So you can go find a game that, that works for you. Um, we, like I said, we do training on how to facilitate games. So if you work with teams, if you're a manager, if you're a consultant and, and want to add games to your toolbox, let me know. And we can get you in the cohort program. Um, we write about different ways, you know, different types of conversations that, that games can start. 
Um, so I could talk about games and the value of them all day, every day. So if anybody's interested, please look up what we're doing and, and reach out to me. Yes, absolutely. And to make it even easier, we'll have the links and information um, in the show notes as well, too. Appreciate it, my friend. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Anytime. I always love talking to you, Gresham. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.